This is How Curious from KGOU. I'm Rachel Hopkin. It's summer night and surely O'Gorman. A winner is being announced in one of the many contests that make up the Grand National and World Championship Morgan Horse Show. This annual festival of all things Morgan has drawn hundreds of horses and thousands of humans to OC's State Fair Park every year since 1975. Until shortly before I moved to Oklahoma in 2022 to join KGOU, I'd never heard of a Morgan horse. Then a friend, learning of my imminent relocation, exclaimed, My family goes there every year for the Morgan Horse Show. A Morgan horse? What's that? I asked. It's one of the first American breeds of horse, she said. It comes out of Vermont. I became intrigued. What was the history of the Morgan horse? What's so special about it? How does a breed even become a breed? And why, if it's from Vermont, does its biggest show happen in OKC? That last question, Kelly Craigle was quickly able to put to rest. She's vice president of the American Morgan Horse Association. She's also owner of the Cottonwood Creek Ranch Morgan Horse Facility, which is located only minutes from the show. Oh my goodness, I don't think there's any better horse facility than our facility here, but also it's right in the middle of the country. A lot of breeds of horses have their world championships in different corners of the country. And I think it just shows you how our breed, we as a whole try to work together and have that good compromise to just like, let's just have it in the middle so everybody has the opportunity to get here. Well, that's that question answered. To learn about Morgan Horse history, I turned to Amanda Gustin. I am the Director of Collections and Access at the Vermont Historical Society, and I do Morgan Horse research because when I am not at work, I uh, am in a barn. And so horse history has always been of interest to me personally. Amanda told me that the very first Morgan Horse was named Figure. However, the breed name comes from Figure's one-time owner, Justin Morgan. And though little is known about Figure, some facts regarding Justin Morgan's life are available. He's born in 1747 in West Springfield, Massachusetts, and he does a lot of, of different things in his early life. He initially goes into some farming. He also does a little bit of tavern keeping, and he's a composer. And he also does some what is called at the time stallioneering. So this is where we come to Figure. It appears Morgan acquired him just before he moved to Vermont in 1788 and then quickly started advertising him for breeding. He says, the greatest recommend that I can give him is he is exceeding sure and gets curious colts. Now, you may have caught that he's using the word curious, maybe not in the way we would use it in a modern context. More to mean interesting and exciting. It's definitely for sure something you want to check out. And check him out, people did. His descendants too. Kelly Craigle told me what she finds so special about Morgan horses. I had been around a lot of different breeds of horses, but once we got that first Morgan, it's just a totally different kind of horse. To me, their personality is a lot more like a dog. They just love people. They crave attention. They have huge personalities. You often see the slogan, it's the horse that chooses you, right? And so I guess this is what you're talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, they do. I mean, the horses in my barn, they know their owners. They can hear their owner's voice coming in the barn, not even see him. And you'll hear their horse nickering and carrying on in their stall, even before I even know the owner's there. They're beautiful horses. Mallory Mignot is another Oklahoma-based Morgan trainer. Originally from France, she's now with Hallmark Farms, which is located in Edmond. 
They're athletic horses, easy to train, fun to train, and versatile. And that's what I love about them. Amanda Gustin confirms the Morgan horse reputation for versatility. It's historically known as an all-purpose horse. They can plow your field. They can be fancy enough to take you to church on Sunday. They can be quiet enough for children, but exciting enough to show off in a race. They really have an extraordinary capacity for a lot of different things. So these qualities are immediately obvious in the stories that people tell about this first horse. So here's one of the stories. For a time, while Justin Morgan owned the horse, he leased him to a local man named Robert Evans. And Evans was using this horse to haul away logs and to make fields out of forest. And after a long day of work, Evans was bringing figure back down into town when he came across two huge draft horses pulling a log to the local sawmill, except they weren't pulling it anymore. They had stopped. They were completely unable to move this huge log any further. And Evans immediately said, oh, my horse will take that log the rest of the way. No problem. No one believed him. You know, this is a relatively small horse, right? Just a little bit over pony sized, maybe. So Evan says, okay, well, let's make it a real challenge. Put a couple of men on this log and bet me a gallon of whiskey. So men stand on this log. They hitch the Morgan horse up to this log. He gives one heave. It doesn't move. He gives a second heave and hauls this huge log that two enormous horses had not been able to budge all the way straight to the sawmill. So much of these stories about the Morgan horse are caught up deeply with a certain kind of American myth-making. You know, the horse that works all day but can still best everyone at night. The horse that is, for lack of a better phrase, a man of the people. This is a horse that is celebrated for the fact that we don't really know where he comes from, that he doesn't need to rest on a fancy pedigree in order to prove himself. The log challenge story and many others told about figure through the decades eventually wound up in Marguerite Henry's Justin Morgan Had a Horse. This hugely popular children's book was first published in 1945 and then later turned into a film by Disney. You're not passing off this shrimp as part of any payment to me? Now, just a minute, Squire. He's a small horse, I know, but... Why even bother bringing him back here? Well, I was going to leave him behind, but then I got to watching him. The way he carries himself. There's something different about that horse. Show now at the Trump Plains. Pleasure, Trump. Good, good, four-year-olds. Many of the people I met here at the Morgan Horse Show told me that they first got into the breed because of Justin Morgan had a horse. The popularity of Margaret Henry's enchanting blend of fiction and fact continues today, helping to bring riders as young as two to the event. But although Figure is lauded for building his reputation from scratch, pedigree is going to be central to the establishment of the Morgan horse breed. They're not the only factors. Here's Amanda Gustin again. Now, to have a breed of animal, you have to have a couple of things. You have to have a common set of physical characteristics. In the Morgan horse, that is a certain kind of size, a certain kind of stockiness, a certain kind of close couples, um, hindquarters, an upright neck, little short back. And 
you also have to have a way to keep track of bloodlines. So the Morgan Horse Registry is actually going to get started with a man named Joseph Battelle. And what he really does is obsessively starts to track horses that can trace their lineage back to this first horse and setting up these pedigrees. He's publishing these books of lists and lists and lists of horses. Others take up his work. And eventually, those early books are incorporated as the stud books of the American Morgan Horse Association. That association was established in 1909. Today, approximately 90,000 horses are registered on its books, about a thousand of which regularly convene at the Grand National and World Championship Show. It's a vast event that involves hours of preparation. He's blown on my microphone. Do it again. He's the sweetest, sweetest boy. Thank you. Liz is a groom with Hallmark Farms. She explained to me some of the steps she takes to get power play a Morgan Stallion ready for competition. Ready, we have to sand his feet. We do the shading here, it makes his eyes pop. Shading above his eyebrows, he's got yes. eyeshadow on. Yes, but it's actually just um, a trim. Okay, yes. and what did you do to his tail? We braid him, yes, but before we go into competition, we uh, take it down, we untangle it, and I leave it just like this. So when he's ready to go, they drop it. We have to make sure there's no waves and that it's flawless out there. And it's not just the horses that get attention. So if anyone's ever been to the fairgrounds in Oklahoma City. We're back to Kelly Craigle. It's beautiful on its own. But what we do is we actually deck our stalls out. We will build freestanding structures. And it originally started as more of a privacy reasons. Even though some people might really like to be able to watch in the changing room, none of us ladies appreciate that. And that's just kind of grown over the years. This is such a big deal for everyone. So if you do come out here, you'll notice there are a lot of elaborate barns. My barn, I've set up a large old Western town and it's called the Cottonwood Creek Saloon. And we have a jail, we have the saloon, we have a church. We may or may not have a brothel. So it's fun, the clients all enjoy it. We enjoy seeing what everybody else is doing. Kelly had showed a horse just before I met with her, and she was also looking pretty fancy. I have a white cowboy hat on. I have some glorious sparkly earrings, probably too much makeup. I have a beautiful white leather jacket with gold lace with some rhinestones on it. My mother passed away probably about six years ago. She used to make all of my outfits, so she actually made this for me. So every time I show, I actually get to ride with a piece of my mom with me, which I love. For Mallory Mignot too, participating in the Morgan Show prompts fond memories. My boss, Susan Mori, she was diagnosed with ALS two years ago. And she passed away last December. She was here showing last year and she couldn't feel her legs and couldn't feel her hips. And it was the most incredible thing to see that horse take care of her. And she won. And she was an incredible, incredible showman, showwoman. And through the disease, watching her keeping on fighting and having the horse really lift her, it was the most beautiful thing. To me, the Morgan horse with its kindness and caring and appreciation and love of humans, the humans that have that type of horse are kind of that same way towards each other as well. So I love Morgan Nationals because I feel like it's that once a year, Christmas time when the whole big family gets together and we have a big party and we all get to celebrate what we love. I love it, love it, love it, love what I do, love Oklahoma, and love sharing it with other people. Mallory is equally enthusiastic. As my conversation with her came to an end, 
I asked if she wanted to share any closing thoughts, and this is what she said. Get a Morgan horse. <laughs> I kind of love to, but at the same time, and amongst everything else, I'm allergic to horses, so I guess I won't be doing that anytime soon. But that's it for this episode of How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Public Radio. It's produced by me, Rachel Hopkin, and was edited by Logan Layden. David Gray composed our theme music. Special thanks to Mary Shappy, who's the owner of Magic Stables in Norman, Sarah Duncan, C.A. Lee III, Kelly McFall, and Elisa Pluwacki. Now remember, if you have an Oklahoma-related question, please do email us at curious at kgou.org. Race might be a hot topic right now, but for so many of us, talking about race is nothing new. On the Code Switch podcast from NPR, we go beyond the headlines and we go deep. Listen now.